your sporting news, reviews and previews. This is the Sports Desk. Monday night, get excited. You're listening to the Sports Desk here on Sin. It's a very exciting day. Liam Cole's in the studio. Sam is here via virtual reality. My name is Jason. It's going to be a great Monday. Good to be here, Jason. G'day, Sammy boy. Good evening to you. Yes, all right. wonder what's been happening. It's been quite eventful, I would say. I think there's only one word that can really summarise the incredible achievements of Australia in the last weekend, Liam, and that is Travis Bloody Head. Yes, uh, he's been fantastic, and we'll definitely get into that analysis of the massive final win. And, uh, yeah, it was a great night, wasn't it? Let's be more descriptive. That was mind-blowing what we witnessed <laughs> on Sunday night. But uh, first, we'll get into the news. Sam, start us off. Yep. Uh, looking at, well, it's been a big weekend and, uh, well, can't wait to talk about the Cricket World Cup. But we will start with uh, an announcement from Football Australia. Eight clubs have been announced uh, to join uh, the ever-expanding second division, which was uh, we mentioned earlier this year, that will start... Um, in March or April 2025. So the eight clubs that have been announced are Sydney United 58, Apia Leichhardt, uh, Avondale Marconi Stallions, uh, the Preston Lions, South Melbourne, Sydney Olympic and the Wollongong Wolves. Between two or four more clubs are expected to join the competition before the first season kicks off in March or April 2023. The foundation clubs were chosen following a month-long application process Uh, that assess their ability to afford the costs of a national competition, including travel, accommodation and professional player wages, in addition to their operational and commercial readiness to to become the connecting tier between the current state-based National Premier Leagues and the top-flight A-League men's competition. So does that mean there'll be basically a Div 2 for the A-League? It's essentially yes. Now they're not going to be intertwined. I mean that's not in the plans as of yet, but I'd probably say close to maybe five to ten years. Wow. That's probably what they're going to head towards. But again, there is a big, massive gap between the levels of these clubs professionally. So I, I wouldn't say we're going to see something like that for a, a long time. But at least this is baby steps. Well, and I think they need to stop worrying about creating more teams and rather focus on the competition and the crowds because I'm not sure if you've seen Amy Park recently, Sammy Boy, but the crowds aren't too great um, at the A-League. No. Mm. Um, And so maybe logically, I I know they're still maybe thinking about a team from Auckland to join the A-League, but you're right about the expansion it's it's hard to back up them, you know, trying to expand the league more as we're seeing it decline the way it is. So they have definitely a lot of work to do. And, I mean, working on this lower tier to create a proper connection between local um, and proper football in this country is a good step. But, yes, you're definitely right about that. There are some major issues crowds-wise. Mm. You know the new Sam, NRL bosses stepped down. What's happened there? Well, I'm not sure. I was hoping you'd tell me. <laughs> Liam? Well, I, no, it's not NRL. It's uh, Rugby Union. Rugby Union. My, um, my apologies. So Put that on the blooper reel. Oh, people, Hamish, people will hurt you for that. Yeah, yeah Hamish they will. McLennan 
has been sacked as Rugby Australia chairman. Uh, he refused to resign, I think, Sunday evening, but after uh, sort of AGM, um, the several states agreed that he should resign and uh, effectively he was sacked. So Rugby Australia, not in great shape at the moment. We all know what happened to Eddie Jones. He left after signing, what, a five-year deal? Um and that didn't work out. So it's definitely a new era for Rugby Australia. And to me, that sounds like no further comment required from one Sam Man and headed here. That, uh, I think uh, we're showing sorry. our biases again, aren't we? Oh, no. And again, apologies for getting faces. league and union up. I'm sorry. I got it wrong. I know. We'll put it in the blooper reel later. We'll have a good laugh later. What else has been hitting you, Sam? Um, Novak Djokovic has got another title to his name. So a record seventh title for him um, in the ATP finals. Uh, just before he uh, makes his way over to uh, Australia here for the Oz Open, which is not too far away, which we'll probably preview towards the end of the year. Um, and it's, I think it was his 98th ATP, ATP Tour appearance, which is pretty massive. So another title to his name. Cheese is a good player, isn't he? Uh, he's just very good in all surfaces, clay, grass, hard court. It's just uh, very amazing. Not the fan favourite, but... Maybe they'll uh, invent a new surface for him to play on and he'll win a title on that too. Yeah, probably indoor, but... So no. he defeated uh, Jay Sinner, yep. uh, an Italian, on, um, well, six six three three. Clinical. Are we going to get? Are yes. we going to get a repeat like that in the Australian Open come summer, Liam? Probably. Yeah, Likely. I think Nadal will come back, which is good. Um, yeah, there's just, thinking about that. There's the a few, few young months. players coming in and out. There's a Spanish player. I forgot his name. Um, he's very good. He's a young gun. And then you've got even like Milos Raonic. I like yeah. the way he goes about it. The Canadian who has a very good serve, but um, yeah, I think. Djokovic will definitely be the favourite. Yes, indeed. Anything else, Sam? Yes, the first uh, ever Las Vegas Grand Prix is finished on the weekend. Um, after a shaky start with uh, the qualifying being cancelled um, uh, and very delayed, so fans had to go home and uh, some people were refusing to leave the stands as they only had tickets for the qualifying. Um, it was due to some, uh, I think, like water drainings, pop, draining popping up due to right. the heat of the asphalt or something like that. Strange. So they had to secure them down because I guess flying cars at yeah. 300 k's or an hour or whatever they go. Plus in a city um, that's built on a up. desert, they would have a lot of water supply issues facing the city too. Yes. So, <laughs> you a plumber. Um, it was an interesting, <laughs> costly. Uh, it would be good to see how the Las Vegans, would you say that? Does, is that a word? I don't think that's a word, Sam. I like it, though. No. Okay. <laughs> Liam likes it. We'll run we'll, with we'll it. See, we'll see how they feel about the event in uh, the coming days. But Max Verstappen uh, took it out uh, with Red Bull. Um, Did he? Call him shock. his winning way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Charles Leclerc, a second with Ferrari, and uh, Sergio Perez with Rebel third. Um, scrolling down all the way here to the first Australian, Oscar Piastri with McLaren came 10th. And then further down, Daniel Ricciardo uh, with Alvatore uh, coming 14th. So 
not too bad for the Australians, I guess. Could do better. And Hamilton finished seventh. So um, usually back in the day he was very good with Mercedes, but I think Red Bull has um, passed Mercedes now with their cars. So very interesting. Nice. Um, also, Lando Norris uh, got sent to hospital with a frightening crash, uh, but he's all okay, uh, I think. Well, we hope yeah, he's well, doing he okay. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. His front left tyre cropped the brunt of the impact as sparks flew out from the car as it slid along the wall at serious speed. Um, mm. So, yes, uh, not, not so great when they have uh, crashes like that. Um, no. He's discharged. Yes, and Tom given the crew... So he's all right. But, yeah, we'll evaluate that up. There, there was a bit of worry, worry going into the Las Vegas Grand Prix. At least the race itself... Seem to have turned out okay. I guess it is a bit of a foregone conclusion this time of year for it. Just, yep, it's going to be Max Verstappen. Is no one stopping? Yes, Sam? I was going to say, do you think it is a one-off? Because I know it's a massive event and makes a lot of money, but I, I feel like the area it's it in would be, well, it takes out some of the famous strip. Yeah. Um, casinos, probably hard to... I think it disrupts the normal party aspect of it. Um, I'm sure F1 doesn't suit every city in the world, but maybe this was might be a once-off. But you know, no, they could pick another American city. What's our favourite F1 venue? For me, I think Monaco is fantastic. <laughs> for, for That's a... the worst one, <laughs> really. That's the most boring race, Monaco. I mean, like I in terms of not into in F1 terms of photography, yeah. it would work. But as a race, there's not well, that much passing that goes on. <laughs> no. <laughs> what what would you say, Sam? Melbourne? I think that's well, Albert not, Park. not great. Not great. Well, I, I do like the excitement when it is here. I, I've never personally gone, which is someone on the sports that should be crucified for saying that. But um, maybe I should go next year. But. Uh, um, well, Melbourne's good. Can't beat the lo- can't beat the local. A lot of people in Thai- Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's our cue to head to our first song because we've got a lot of other things on our mind. We've got NBA. Well, actually, we don't have NBA this week. We haven't been able to catch up with that. That will resume in the following week. But we do have a bit of an NBL breakdown. We've got the AFLW semi-finals to break down as well as. Uh, would you AFL like to draft. talk about the draft? Are you excited for that? Yeah, I, I think we'll talk about that next along with the AFLW finals. And then and then we'll get to the amazing efforts of the Australian cricket team. What will win? Liam's got a lot of things to say about that too. So be sure to stick around for Liam's review <laughs> have to. of the ICC well, Men's Cricket have. World Cup Final 2023. You're on the sports desk. You're here on Sin. Ah, Hands Like Houses. Bit of a local act there. Bit of rock and roll. Exciting. The water on the sports desk. Liam, that was a Liam selection. Good fan. Big fan of them. Um, a couple of their songs, Dangerous and Monster, but um, yeah, yeah very Monster, nice. Monster grew on me back in 2018. Uh, <laughs> that was before when I attended a wrestling event, the MCG, by the way. Uh, speaking of the wrestling, I'm going to divert very quickly. Full Gear was a good show, by the way. I'll just bring that up. AEW Full Gear. Watch that show. Very good fun. But Sam, we've got some important business yes. to break down, don't we? Yes, of course. Uh, the Give Now campaign for Sin uh, continues. GiveNow.com.au slash Save Sin. Um, we, we've mentioned this on the show for about six weeks now. Uh, Sin has a chance of closing. We don't want that to happen in its magic 20th year. It's been running, um, 
so you lost some funding and so we need your help to stay alive um, you can we're raising money at givenow.com.au slash save sin you can read all about it there we've raised $58,509 uh, so far um, so desperately if you can and willing please donate and uh, we want to thank all the people who came down uh, yesterday afternoon to the special um, Save Sin event um, in Fitzroy yesterday. Had bands and amazing things. Um, I wish I'd been able to be there, but uh, unfortunately I'm unwell, which is why I'm doing the show remotely at the moment. Um, but yes, no, thank you to all who came down because, of course, all of that money, uh, of course, was uh, for this campaign as well. So if you can, givenow.com.au slash savesin. Certainly right. And uh, we can say that there was a substantial uptick in donations as a result of the Save Sin event in Fitzroy. So a huge, huge profound thanks to everyone who contributed on that day. Uh, we really enjoyed doing what we do and we really hope that there are continues to be an influx of volunteers getting involved in community media because it is one of the funnest outlets out there. Isn't that right, Liam? Absolutely well said, Jason. No, oh, appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Let's break down the AFLW finals. Wow. Some crazy stuff um, over the weekend, Liam. The semi-finals. We'll start off with Adelaide and Sydney. Yeah, so the Crows got the job done against the Swans, beating them by 67 points. The Crows' pressure was wow. on from the start, Sam, and didn't really stop for the first uh, for the full four quarters. And it looked like the elimination final took a toll on a young Sydney team who got the job done against the Gold Coast. Um, but it just felt like the Swans' lack of expo- uh, finals experience compared to the Crows, who have yep. won a couple premierships and are almost always in the finals every year, really got the better of them. And Hatchard got. Two goals and 36 disposals for the Crows, as well as Ebony Marinoff, 26 disposals and 14 tackles, which was huge. And it was very hard for the Swans from the get-go. 48 inside 50s to the Crows to just 14. Very hard for their forwards. And that was sort of due to the clearances, 32 clearances won to just 20 for the Swans. So... It was really all uh, Adelaide Crows, and um, I think they've really responded well at Norwood Oval, Sam. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a tremendous story that Sydney have, have gotten that far. Um, they've done so well in it, considering last year they didn't even get a single win. So to get to finals the next season is really impressive, and they've got definitely uh, a lot of growth and something to build upon. Uh, in years to come. So they may be flat right now, but I think the future is bright for the Swanee girls. Um, and yes, experience is, since this competition isn't that old, uh, I think early, especially new teams, of course, joining the competition, um, there is going to be advantages when it comes to finals with some recent experience in with the Crows. Um, but something crazy happened uh, back in Melbourne between the D's and the Cats. Tell us about that. Yeah, so the Cats got an upset over the reigning premiers. So the reigning premiers are out in straight sets, similar to the men's side as well. So <laughs> Brett, uh, right there, Sam. <laughs> Sam's had a little bit of a giggle <laughs> yes. at that. Um, it's funny. How Melbourne of them. 
Yeah, so they lost by five points, 50 to 45. The Cats were clinical at the start, and it was really a last quarter uh, blast from the Demons, who they kicked four goals in the last quarter to just the one, uh, which gave them life. Lauren Pierce, Ruckman for Melbourne, had a shot from the Ruck contest in the last 15 seconds, about 20 metres out straight in front. Uh, just missed. It was a bit of a snap. Just um, missed. And um, it was a great game, eventually. And Cats, they are still alive. Uh, Ashley Maloney kicked the winner in the last quarter, the Irish girl. And Georgie Prasparkas with 13 tackles. Jason, she's had a great year. So has her sister and Amy McDonald with two goals and 21 disposals. And with that, um, we're going to do a bit more of an in-depth preview of this on Friday. But now we have our prelims set in motion. Brisbane versus Geelong at Brighton Homes Arena on Saturday, November 25th. As well as North Melbourne taking on Adelaide 3rd v 1st at Icon Park, the home of AFLW, Sunday, November the 26th. While we have an in-depth preview coming up later in the week, what are your first impressions, gentlemen? Well, I think Brisbane at home, um, I think they'll be a little bit too strong. But the Cats, they've had a pretty good year. Um, They've had their ups and downs and they've been pretty good at home, but will be a test away. And I'm really looking forward to that North and Crows game. Uh, North. Yeah, so. Yeah. You go, Sam. With the latter. So Adelaide being first and third um, and Brisbane fourth and sixth. Uh, To give you that bit of perspective. But Mm. uh, amazing effort from Geelong because it looked a little bit that they might have faded away a little bit. Um, after a decent, decent start. Uh, interesting one, yeah. So massive prelim final setup. Where do we rate the North? The initial thoughts. Well, I mean, they'd probably have to be, oh, it's hard because Melbourne, they've had a bit of a shock of this final series um, and they smashed them. But I think, obviously, I think the Crows and North are probably the top two teams. Crows just lost against Brisbane in the qualifying final. So I think anyone could win, really. And that's what has been so great about this season. So many upsets. And it's very hard to be consistent. Wow. Yep. Anyway, exciting. We'll have a bit more of a a breakdown of that later on in the week. Uh, Also tonight, Liam, is draft night. Yes, it is. A lot of... This is footy media's Christmas as opposed yes, to the trade period. Of, or maybe the new, yeah. A lot of phantom season. drafts. Yes. A lot of uh, swapping of future first. The North Melbourne victory lap yep. event. I'm sure Jerry will be happy with um, what they've got north. Um, so He's it's a big excited. night for those uh, bottom of the ladder teams and it gives them gives their fans hopes that they could bounce yeah. back if they nail their draft picks, Sam. Uh, definitely. Um, so we might as well go through... Uh, the draft order, and then we, we can probably talk about the the, the top ten um, and what kind of players or uh, they'd be hoping as a type of player to get uh, in tonight's draft. Um, we know North Melbourne, yes, as you're saying, have a fair few picks in uh, the first round, so they've got second and third. So West Coast have obviously got number one, and uh, there's talk, of course, of Harley Reid. They may not choose him, but they probably will. Um, so yes, North Melbourne second and third. Uh, the third one is actually the Ben Mackay compensation pick. Uh, Hawthorne 
a fourth. Western Bulldogs a fifth. Uh, received from Gold Coast in the pick swap. Uh, the sixth uh, spot is Melbourne, uh, and it's tied to Fremantle. Uh, seventh pick is GWS, tied to Richmond. Eighth is Geelong. Essendon is ninth. Adelaide is tenth. And then from then is Melbourne, Sydney, St Kilda, Adelaide, North Melbourne, GWS, North Melbourne, North Melbourne, Collingwood, Adelaide, St Kilda, and then Carlton. That's the first round. Uh, so as for the top 10, um, well, yeah, we'll start off with number one with West Coast. What are we feeling? Harley Reid? Yeah, I am very fascinated where West Coast go. I think Melbourne, uh, I think they offered three first round draft picks. So they're six that they've got from Luke Jackson and then 11 and a future first, which might be a pick, another pick in the teens for... Um, pick one, which they rejected, and then North, they obviously want Harley, but um, I think West Coast will back their culture and back their club and choose Harley Reid. Jace, <sighs> Harley Reid's going to be an eagle, isn't he? That for all the hype around him, I hmm, it's it's a tough one. I'm lost. Um, so Gold Coast, they've got a couple of academy players. So That's going to drop a few of those first-round picks down. I know, for instance, if uh, from an Essendon perspective, pick nine could turn into pick 11 as a result of academy picks from Gold Coast. So a few clubs will be affected there. Yeah, and, you know, the draft is pretty compromised. I think the AFL have tried to make it a little bit harder for clubs' academy picks to, you know, reach a certain amount of, you know, points to get them. But Jed Walter... Um, key forward, 195 centimetres, local boy from Palm Beach, Corumban. Uh, he looks to be taken by the Gold Coast with pick two. So he should be a good player. Sam? So you said pick two. So yes. I swapped I, with North. That's what the fans in draft said. So. And there's a few Tassie kids as well. Oh. So right. I think North Melbourne will try get someone like Colby McKercher. Which is a, who is a midfielder, um, and there's a couple more who might go in the first top twenty-five. Um, interesting here too. I'm looking at the list too. Western Bulldogs have surprisingly got the most draft picks uh, in the draft. Yes, they are later on. So their first one is pick five, um, but from forty-eight onwards, um, they've got so. So they're looking for the diamonds in the rough there, are they, Sam? Seven. Yeah, yeah, they got seven picks, the most of any clubs. They did a fair bit of dealing to obtain they use that as future swaps and things? I think there might be a father-son selection. Right. I think maybe Daniel Cross has a son um, okay. that might get drafted. Um, and there was some talk the about... seven as well. Mm, there was some talk about... Um, the Bulldogs' interest in Nick Watson, who is a small forward, 170 centimetres, so very light, but he looks um, a very good player and um, will probably go top six in the draft. Top six. Does that about, so does that about wrap it? That's the draft covered. We now uh, just sit back and enjoy the show. Actually, well, what yeah. about your club? My club. Who, who would you like to see? Tall key forward. That's a good one. I don't care what his name is. I don't care where they're from. Just give me a tall, quality <laughs> key forward. 
you, you've got one, but you've got his brother. He's going to play in the back line, and you've paid overs for him. <laughs> hey, I'm uh, not anti it. <laughs> not anti it at all. Okay, Liam, what about you? Um, I think we need another key defender. So there's a guy called Ollie Murphy who is 200 centimetres, key defender, plays for the Sandy Dragons. I think he's a local boy. So I think he's around that early 20s, late teens, which I think we have. Um, and I think he'll be a good fit if we can get him. What do you think, uh, Sam, for you, for your team? Not to sound smug, but I don't think we need oh. anyone. We're all set. Not trying to sound smug. <laughs> <laughs> Although maybe just a replacement for for the poor Irish lad who's come over uh, on a rookie contract has done his ACL, which is not good. Uh, uh, bummer. So maybe yeah. maybe someone to replace a rookie. I don't know. There you go. All kicks off 7.30 tonight, Liam. 7.30 tonight. There'll be some nervous families watching all around the country. It's an exciting time to see the youth and see what players... And the players of the next generation will be. That's right. Sure. That's the draft. And good luck to the girls on the weekend. We'll have a bit more of a preview. Like I said, on Friday. Liam, it's time to rock. (laughs) World Cup Review coming up next on the Sports Desk. (laughs) The theme of the Big Bash, that is, TNT... Ah, ACDC doesn't get any more Aussie than that. Liam Coles in the studio. Sam Hennett has joined us uh, remotely today. And, uh, well, let's do a wonderful thing. Let's cue the victory lap. Come on, Aussie, come on. Come on. Come on, Aussie, come on. I can't believe that happened, Liam. Yeah, it was... Um... Oh, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I'm speechless. I'm stunned. Right? I'm stunned. <laughs> it we was... sat in this studio on Friday and said, this is India's to win. I know. And we had a look at the we, Google, hang on. Google made predictor. We were a 33% chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was wow. unbelievable. Wow. And get the chickens out if you want. But that is the biggest choke yeah. of all time from the Indian cricket team. <laughs> they lost the unlosable right there, Sam. They had everything. They had the doctored pitches in the semi-final. You know, they had the crowd. They had another home tournament, which they didn't deserve. They had uh, the 2016 T20 World Cup. I mean, I think it's time to share it around, give it to South Africa, West Indies. uh, You know what I mean? So it is (laughs) the biggest choke of all time. Wow. And... uh, Australia, beating they were is one thing. They were magnificent. But beating Sam. them at home, beating exactly. them at home, so that was something they couldn't do. We, we can't do that in a test sense for decades, can't we? Here yeah. we are, World Cup, it's, World Champions. So wow. India haven't won an ICC World Cup since 2011, and it's been 3,802 days since India last won an ICC trophy. Trophy. So they are. As I said a couple of weeks ago, their tournament starts in the finals. It doesn't matter if they're undefeated during the season. They're a bit like Geelong Cats. Their season starts always in the finals, and they've choked the big one again. Way to translate it, too. <laughs> but there was some Did good... that help, ba- Sam? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
There you go. Let's go through a little bit of uh, the innings for India because there was some good. There was some good on display, but there was some also crucial turning points. Liam, the main one being forty-seven runs off thirty-one balls was Rohit Sharma, who was the danger batter mm-hmm. of the Indian side and was pivotally caught by Travis Head early. It was a great catch. Great catch. It was against the flight. Had to yep. run. Was it about a twelve-meter dash, something yeah. like that? Uh, it was a turn, pivotal and, catch. Yeah, and they're fielding not just. Uh, today, not last night, yep. but in the semi-final, they were huge and only kept South Africa to one for seven off the first eight overs. K, uh, KL Raul with 66 off 107. Virat Kohli with 54 off th- 63. Strike rate 85.71. But look at these numbers. Ayer four. Gill with four. Uh, Surya uh, uh, Kumar Yadev. Yep. 18 off 28, and it all really unraveled from there. It was uh, well incredible f- fielding. Not only that, they were able to concede. They were able to stop at least a boundary for a good 20 overs with their fielding. Yeah, with their fielding, it was that exquisite. It is just magnificent. And you compare a team like Australia to Pakistan's fielding, who have a lot of talent but just can't get the basics done. So hmm. once they get through their top order. Uh, India, they've got quite a long tail. So guys like Shami, Suraj, Bumrah, Kuldeep Yadav, um, they can't really hold a stick. Um, And, you know, they're great bowlers, but they're not in the team to make runs, obviously. And Suryakuma Yadav, he's barely batted this year because he's barely needed to. So Mm. Virat Kohli, he's had a great year, but um, leading run scorer, but wasn't his day. On the bowling front, fantastic work from the Aussies there. Mitchell Stark, 3 for 55. Sometimes he comes across as a bit of a reckless and he'll bowl a bit Mm. of an inappropriate delivery. But to take 3 for 55 off 10 overs is not a bad inning. He's been great. And, you know, he's had some bad ones, but you sort of know when he's on from Mm. the get-go. And he's had a great year, had a great Ashes and... Had a great final. Two for 60 for Josh Hazelwood. One for 35 of Glenn, for Glenn Maxwell, and that was the aforementioned uh, Travis Head catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Zampa, one for 44, so it was good to see him get a little bit of a wicket. But I think the MVB go, MVP goes to the captain, <laughs> Pat Cummins, two for 34 off 10 overs. It's and outs- he got the crucial ones. And he's, you know, had a bit of... Copped a bit of flack, I should say, uh, in the media over the past 15 months. and um, well, Because he's know, a bowler being the captain. Yeah, I think so. And harsh as well. So Australia, since Andrew McDonald has taken over, they've won the World Test Championship in England against India. They've won the World Cup last night. They've retained the Ashes in England. They've won a Test Series in Pakistan, which they haven't played there in... 25 years and they haven't lost a test at home so I think that's pretty good and um, just seeing the Australian media when they lost the first two games of the tournament go you know crazy I thought it was really harsh really harsh Um, obviously India and South Africa are great teams and they lost to them but it was a really long tournament so they found their form in the right time. On a batting front, Sam, David Warner, once again, I think this is very disappointing. Seven off three. 
He, yeah. They were able to get 11 off that first over, but you want him sticking around for a bit, a bit, little bit. Mitchell Marsh, 15 off 15. Steve Smith was LBW'd, 4 off 9. However, that LBW, it was not sent to DRS. Yeah. And had he did, that would have been overturned. So a bit of a bad break for there for Steve Smith. But the stars of the show, Marnus Labashane, on the very first show, February 20th, 2023, James Worth sat in this studio and called Marnus Labashane, Marnus Loose Couch Change. Here he is scoring 58 <laughs> in a World Cup final, as well wow. as Travis Head putting in innings of a lifetime, 137 off 120 Single well, I, with the cooperation of Marnus Labuschagne and holding the rear, winning oh, it for the Aussies. Gee, that's good. How good is Travis Head? I it's, mean, it's the good po- when we've got a, a, a national team winning its competition. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, my us are more locked to football, so I don't see us celebrating as much. But sixth title. Yep. Yes. Joe, it was funny. You did the Minute Mondays quiz last week and you asked how many World Cups yep. has Australia won. Five, now I correctly, six. I yep. incorrectly answered six at the time. I was one week too early. Yep. Well, yep. Really? Nostradamus. Uh, speaking of the quiz, <laughs> I have decided during the song, which I'm just going to throw to you guys now, I will run the quiz and I'll oh, be no. a cricket quiz. Oh, uh, in celebration. So look forward to that later on <laughs> I'll in the be show. That. Liam is going to wipe the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think if Liam's going to wipe the floor on the Minute Mondays quiz, let's let him celebrate the Aussies win with a song that he likes. After that, NBL and NBA oh, sports desk. A reason. Welcome back. You're on the sports desk. That was at Good Ones by Joel Corey and Charlie XCX. And what have we got now, Jason? Can we just take a moment to? You are on cloud nine yes. right now. Australia have won the World Cup. You just We're played a Joel Corey song. And how so good is we, life? We backed this to with ACDC before. This is a wild show when I'm not in the studio. This is when we become the most unpredictable show on community radio mm. and Sin love to embrace its weirdness. And that's why we need you need to help us keep this station alive <laughs> by donating really at givenow.com.au forward slash save Sin. We've currently reached $58,509 so far. If you can continue to donate, if you can afford it, T- um, tax deductible donations above $2. We would greatly appreciate your support in helping keep this station on the air. Um, before we get to the Minute Mondays quiz, where I believe Liam Cole is going to be wiping the floor. and sa- My job's been so. taken away from me because now Sam's going to be running this quiz. So I don't know what happened. Was this, is this payback for the trip to Tassie or something? I'm not sure. You might have to ask the big man. Is it, is it Sam? Is that what this is? <laughs> no. I'm going to be away for a few weeks uh, on Friday, so... Well, in the meantime... So I'm using my voice for the quiz now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in the meantime, we'll use our voices to scream one word. In the world of basketball, Sam, uh, we'll just keep it recent with yesterday in the NBA. Have you got any results up for us? Uh, I've got the NBL in front of me, but I can get Hey, I'll NBA. give you the NBA then. The Knicks defeated... <laughs> right, do that Starting from first. yesterday, Knicks defeated the Hornets 122 to 108. Tim Wolves over the Pelicans by one single iota point, 121 over 120. Bucks over Mavericks, 132-125. Grizzlies defeating the Spurs, 120 to 108. Bulls v Heat, that was an interesting one. Five-point win to the Bulls, 102-97. Thunder v Warriors, it was the Thunder, 130 to 120. In overtime, how about that? 
76ers today took on the Nets. So Jerry's going to be excited for this. It is a 21-point uh, uh, win, 121-22 to 99 over the Nets. Raptors, this is a big score, 142 over the Pistons. Wow. Magic over the Pacers, 128-116. Cavaliers, 121 to the Nuggets, 109. Kings uh, taking on the Mavericks. It was the Kings, 129-113. Utah Jazz falling three uh, points short of the Suns, 137-140 in overtime. And the Celtics, 102 over 100 over the Grizzlies. Thunder, 131. Big win over the Trailblazers, only managing to get 91 on the board. I believe that might actually be. No, it's only one of two sides that we were scoring under 100 today. Lakers defeating the Rockets in the final game of the day by 1.105-104. Week 8, Sam, locally in the NBL, was an exciting one indeed, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, definitely. And it's getting close to the end now, almost halfway through. Yeah, we're traveling along quite nicely. There was an incredible overtime win uh, in the, with the ball left the player's hand with 1.4 seconds left on the clock, and it landed wow. a three-pointer for the Jack Jumpers to defeat the Cairns Taipans 90-87 to in overtime. Perth winning over Brisbane Bullets 79-76. to Illawarra Hawks only managing 69 over the New Zealand Breakers. Nice. And an incredible performance by the Melbourne United taking on a very well-informed Sydney Kings 105-93. Two tight going at it on the Sunday there, Sam. Uh, great week in NBL basketball. Yep. Uh, NBA? Yep, we, re- we just ran 76- through that as well. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you might have. I, <laughs> I zoned out. It's getting late. Well, it's good that um, shooting hoops is still, well, an enjoyable game. That was insane. Sorry, I really got trailblazed there. And that, everyone, is what you call analysis. Let's give you some extra analysis in another US sport that, against the wishes of the sports test team, I persist with covering every week. that caught my eye today because we had plenty of hockey going on today and uh, the global series is continuing uh, in Sweden for the NHL and it's doing quite well it's producing some great games something I didn't bring up on Friday that I should now and it involves the Senators they got out to a four uh, four goal lead over the Red Wings ended up having to concede four goals and then they hit one of the goals of the year in overtime to win at 5-4. And that, we did cover that on Friday, but I never worked out what the method was. He whacked it like a cricket bat. It was insane. The Global Series in Sweden is looking really good. Toronto defeated Detroit on Saturday 3-2 in the latest edition of the Global Series. And that was probably the main one out of the three to talk about. Yesterday, the Senators went into a shootout with Minnesota and took out the win 2-1. That now puts them uh, off the bottom of the Atlantic Division, which is what you love to see. Liam's very excited. You can tell. He's basking in its glory. Philadelphia defeating the Vegas Golden Knights in overtime. That's a quite a surprise to me. At least they're off to a good start, too. That was done in overtime. Nashville and Chicago struggling at the minute. But I guess Connor Bedard still ripping it up, but unfortunately 4-2 to the Predators. New York Rangers defeating the New York rivals New Jersey Devils 5-3. Colorado v. Dallas in a Titan battle 6-3. Seattle versus Vancouver ended in a 4-3 win to the Kraken. How interesting is that? Vancouver, just a little bit of a blump on the radar. Radar. I think they're going to be doing okay. They've been doing great. Today, the major one we want to be talking about is that the Vegas Golden Knights also went down again in a shutout to the Pittsburgh Penguins. They've had a bit of a rocky start, but their class is still shining through at times. 3-0 win to the Penguins. And that is NHL This Week, Sam. 
All right. His mic quiz. was off. He's here. He's ready to go. Oh, no. He's doing the quiz. For the, the quiz first line. time ever, I'm hosting a quiz, so this is going to be interesting. It's <laughs> this time is... for some Minute Mondays. Now the sports capital becomes the quiz capital. It's the Sports Desk Minute Mondays. I feel naked without my quiz, Liam. Well, in honour of the Australian cricket team and the amazing win over the in- India team in the T20 Cricket World Cup, thought I'd do a cricket-themed uh, quiz, which is a good sign I'm behind this side of the mic because I would not be able to answer any of these questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, maybe a few of them because this might be a bit easier than you think. So, all about buzzing in on time. So, yes. test your buzzers, please. Jason. Liam. I buzzed in. If I buzzed in today, I would have been correct. Six World Cups. <laughs> Damn. All right. All right. Your time starts now. In which Australian city is the famous Boxing Day test house? Liam. Jason. Oh. Melbourne. Liam. MC. Correct. Yeah. How many test centuries did champion batman Sir Donald Bradman score? Jason. In his short 52 test career from 1928 Jason, to 1948. Jason, Jason, Jason. Is it in the 100? Is it 100? Liam. Uh, incorrect. I'll Liam. take Liam's answer. I'll say like 54. No. Nope, you're both incorrect. It was 29. <laughs> uh, which of the following famous brothers played test cricket for Australia in the 1970s? Jason. Liam. The Chapels. Jason. <sighs> Correct. Uh, which famous Australian introduced World Series cricket in 1977? Jason. Yes. Kerry Packer. Can't hear Correct. Uh, which country do Australia play in the Ashes Series? Jason. Jason. England. Correct. Which oh, of the I following Australian batsmen set a record for the most test appearances? I will let that go oh. to the buzzer. It's just gone off. What was the answer, Sam? You don't want to have a guess? I won't have a guess. Unless Glenn wants to have a go. Uh, which of the following Australian batsmen set a record for the most test appearances? Um, I'd say Ricky Ponting. Uh, incorrect. It was Steve Waugh. Ah. Now, I forgot to score then, but it seemed like, surprisingly... Yeah, I, I, due couldn't, to... I couldn't hear the question because the bloody song was too loud. <laughs> but, um, I think no, I've capitalised. Well, 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 well done, Jason. On. Well done. Controversial <laughs> circumstances. Sounds this like is what we call the Sin Media screw job, I think, here. That was the sports desk, everyone. Anyway, well done, uh, I appreciate well that. Well I appreciate done. that. Thank well you very done. much. Oh, that was the sports desk, everyone. Uh, catch up on the podcasts at uh, the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts from. In fact, uh, Liam and I will be engaging in a few extracurricular activities in the next few weeks, so be sure to stay in tune for that at syn.org.au. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sports Desk Sin. And other than that, have a great weekend. Have a great week ahead because there's a lot more exciting things going on in the world of sport. Final comments, yes. Liam and Sam. Come on, Ozzy, come on. I will see you on Monday. Ah, yes, Sam will be... Not Friday. Programming note, Sam will not be in the studio this Friday. It will probably be me, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Maybe it'll be another week of ungodly power. But all in all, (laughs) thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on Friday. Have a great week. Goodbye.